I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blade. I am your host, Chad D. Dimenezes. He's Anthony Chandra, and we are here to record an episode. And there's really not a lot of Sabres stuff to talk about, but there's some hockey stuff in general, NHL-wise, to discuss. So that's why we're back to get ready for real hockey games, Anthony. We're going to see some actual hockey, even as soon as tomorrow. Like start happening, and that, that's kind of kind of crazy. How I mean, it's it's been out there, but I still kind of think it kind of snuck up on us here because like now it's here. It's been a minute, right? I mean, it, it, it's kind of crazy because I I know you know in talking to you, you're aware of this, but I was very skeptical kind of from the beginning that mm-hmm. it would work out. I kind of had resigned myself to the thought like they're eventually just going to call this thing, but that didn't happen. Seems that knock on wood, they've done a good job so far. Zero um, you know, cases, but the four thousand right. tests they did, they said yeah, so, yeah, all the all the mitigation efforts so yeah. far. So that's very great. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get some, uh, you know, Columbus Blue Jackets and Colorado Avalanche <laughs> talk going. Yep. And, uh, yeah, no, it'll be fun. It'll be interesting because, like, you know, like I said, yeah, it it feels weird, like you know, hoisting a cup with no fans and like some weird, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, altered postseason but yeah. at the same time like this will never happen again so i want right. to see I, i'm interested to see what happens so did you see the pictures i think i like what they did so i was kind of afraid that you would just see empty seats in the entire building but they they covered yeah. them so that's kind of cool like how they did that yeah they they did a good job on presentation and it, uh, i forget who said it today to me but uh the only thing the nhl messed up in all this is the draft lottery. i mean really it is right they've done everything right but that's so close <laughs> it's the nhl it has had to be one thing yeah i mean hey we, we're, we're not completely out of this yet so we'll, we'll see what else they can kind of mix up here but right i'm gonna give them credit so far so good to kind of get this thing going yeah beyond that though so kind of i guess we'll kind of set the table here for the whole episode so we're going to get into the return to play stuff um i'm gonna make i'm gonna pick i'm gonna make anthony make some predictions too on that we're gonna pick our first round who's gonna win the first round so we're gonna do that uh, we're going to also talk about the John Chaka situation because there's some, it's not a real connection, but the Sabres were connected to that whole thing. So we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, we have the official name of our 32nd team, Seattle. So we're going to, we're going to discuss that. And then at the end here, uh, well, in the second half, we'll get to your, we have, I don't know, like, I think we got like eight to 10 questions. We'll get to those. And then at the very, very end, we do, I kind of teased it last week, I guess there's a, um, podcast future announcement i'm going to kind of talk through at the end here so stay tuned for that I mean, nothing drastically changing like the podcast isn't ending or anything by any means but a little change happening here so we'll kind of talk through that at the end so 
I figured we'll start with the fun thing. Seattle Kraken. What do you think? I love it. I love it. That was the name I was rooting for from the beginning. Um, I'm just glad it wasn't Sockeyes because I thought it was some stupid sounding. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I didn't hate it. I mean, it's a salmon. That's right. not intimidating to me. I don't know. I, there should be like a <laughs> level of intimidation. Like the Vegas sure. Golden Knights followed by the Seattle Sockeyes. Like, anyway, you know, but Kraken is great. And I think, you know, the branding effort so far has been really cool. Um, the potential for future stuff is great. And mm-hmm. the uniforms look outstanding. They do. Yeah, the, the logo took a little bit to grow on me, but the more I see it, the more I like it. Yeah, yeah, I think it looked like a maggot, a Madden preloaded logo to me at first. But then, like, I looked at the details, like the tentacle, right, which I didn't yeah. notice at first. The eye, I'm like, okay, the Seattle yeah. Space Needle on the anchor. I'm like, okay, that was is- the thing I liked the most. I think was the Space Needle yeah. on the anchor. That was super cool. Yeah, once I looked at the details, I was like, okay, this is pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, they did a great job. All credits to them. I mean, they kept it relatively quiet. Yeah, uh, like a month or two ago, Kraken kind of came out. I guess you can say a little bit as the most right. likely option, but you know, the colors and, and kind of the presentation and how they did it. So, you know, give Seattle credit and it's exciting. It's, it's, it's fun. It's new. It's a really smart front office. They have in place there. So we'll kind mm-hmm. of see where that goes. They have not, a great front office, not this upcoming off season, but the following uh, one right. expansion draft is and kind of where that'll, that'll take us to. So, you know, it's, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to find the words, I guess. I think if I could think of anything that bothered me. I think the one thing, if I did have a critique of it, mm-hmm. would probably be that, you know, because if you think about it, like there's like the salmon, which they kind of have. Uh, and, and I was kind of expecting maybe like the green and like the, you know, kind of mm. the Seattle colors, right? Sure. And we didn't really get that. Well, so I guess that was a slight disappointment. Like I said, the jersey looks really nice. So, yeah, you know, if there was anything, I don't even say the critique, but maybe like a disappointment that they didn't go that route. But they still have right. that salmon color in there. And, you know, I, I like too, like how they kind of broke down how they got their colors and why they did this mm-hmm. and why they did that. So it was really done. It was it was very well put together. And you know, I just like that they're that. yeah. I just like that they're not going to look like another team. Like that that's what bugs the crap yeah. out of me, right? Where it's like you know, I love the Golden Knights. Like I think their their jerseys are great. Their their whole aesthetic is cool. But like, did we need another black and gold team? You know what I'm saying? It's just. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I like that it was unique, right? So as long as it wasn't, you know, remember in the beginning, like the very infancy of that franchise being announced, there were the rumors they were going to go black and red. And it was like, please don't. Yeah. Like that's so overplayed. You know what I mean? Like do something unique, do something cool. I mean, blue isn't like crazy unique either, but yeah. But but at the same time, you got the silver, you got that kind of salmon-y red. You know, it's a little Tennessee Titans-y, but it's good. Yeah. I agree. But props to Seattle. Um, I'm sure they'll have more winning hockey than we will here in the near future. So <laughs> I'll look forward to that in, in a couple of years. I'll let it go. So the next thing, and maybe like the biggest thing, but like this in, in, in transition here, kind of the John Jacob thing where it's, it's kind of wild what happened here. I mean, we, we, earlier yeah. in this week, you know, we were kind of, you know, in a group kind of talking about the whole Taylor Hall thing. We're like, yeah, maybe they just kind of sent the financial guy in to kind of do that. Cause he wasn't included in that. Right. And then you heard like, or like, got a little bit later and you're like oh he might not even go to the bubble with arizona mm-hmm. and then here we are terminated he's not the gm so it's right it's an odd story so the story that's kind of i mean <laughs> if you didn't see it so the press release from the coyotes is interesting because it's hmm. 
one of the most unprofessional things ever, but also ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. They absolutely like, blasted the guy as a quitter and quitting his team and they're disappointed and all that. Like you never ever ever see that. Um, I don't think it's really a good look for them, but whatever. That's the route they chose to go. They're obviously mad about it. And then there's talk where the crazy part is. So apparently there's another team who was interested in him, mm-hmm. but not for like a GM role, some other role where he'd work maybe for like multiple teams. So then immediately, hmm. oh, Buffalo Sabres, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Sabres. That kind of makes sense. The timeline kind of matches up six weeks ago, you know, that, that whole thing. And people started to connect dots. Well, right. as I tweeted out on some other people and even Dreger confirmed it too. And I think even Craig Morgan from Arizona confirmed it again, tweeted about it today. Sabres are not involved in that at all. So it wasn't the Sabres. So turns out, well, it's not confirmed, the most likely outcome was that it was the New Jersey Devils who recently decided on Lindy Ruff and to keep uh, Tom Fitzgerald as, as their GM. So the New Jersey Devils owner, for those people who don't know, uh, actually is the owner of the Devils and also the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers, the NBA team. So there's your two-team connection. I believe, too, if I'm not mistaken, he's part of the group, a group that's in on the Mets as well. So that kind of is that dual team connection there you can kind of make. And then you have, you know, Dello and Kane there as your fancy stats guy and Cheka has that reputation. So those dots right. seem to connect a lot, a lot better. And that's probably what we don't officially know. Probably the team that was kind of knocking on the door there. Right. And I didn't like officially look into this, but there was a report, right. That he uh, legally cannot serve as an actual GM, right. For three right. years or something. Right. So they're going through the whole like thing of it, right? They're going, so mm-hmm. I, I guess like, they want like Batman like to oversee it. It's a contract dispute right now. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, the report out there is for the remaining life of the contract, which I think is three years. Uh, take it wouldn't be able to be a general manager or president of hockey operations for any NHL team, right? Um, now you can get around that. You can give him a different role, make him a vice I mean, sure. president, something or whatever. You can get around it, but yeah, that job title he can't have. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm sure. I'm sure this isn't done. I'm sure there's gonna be plenty no. more that kind of comes out here as, as these these two sides kind of work through this. But I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the Sabres had their interest four years ago. Um, somebody had you know, wrote that article for the a Vancouver paper, kind of connecting the Sabres, and that was more, I think, more speculation than anything. Just because of the connection it, four years ago and the timing. Am I being unreasonable, or was that weirdly speculative for an actual newspaper? Oh, it was extremely speculative. There was yeah, nothing to it. It was all just yeah, very hey, six weeks ago, and oh, they had interest four years ago, and right. it kind of makes like just like, no, it's it's bizarre to see in a newspaper, right? Yeah, I just agreed on that. Yeah, that's like some hockey bo- hockey balls level stuff right there, right? <laughs> so. Yes. Whatever, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, would I be interested in taking in general for the Sabers? Sure, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's somebody, right? Right. Yeah, that's (laughs) somebody. And that's my whole thing, right? It's like, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't need him to be like uh, necessarily making, you know, huge decisions, but at the same time, uh, you know, the the more, the more heads we have, so to speak, in the analytics department, I I find the better, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's the type of thing where you can really have too many cooks in the kitchen, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, his right. analytics background in, in general is kind of right. Uh, questionable, the right word. Like a lot, a lot yeah. of the moves he made in Arizona were not very analytics driven. They weren't. He came from you know Stathlete, you know, with his sister, and that was mm-hmm. kind of 
even his background there kind of like he wasn't really that involved in the number stuff mm-hmm. when he came out of there kind of deal. So, you know, I just, yeah, I wanted to like, that's why I said he's sort of an analytics person, but like not completely. Right. Like, I don't want to like, I know there's people out there like taking their victory lap and all the analytics guy lost. So, oh, you know, they're, they're always there, buddy. <laughs> well, while people are out there trying to get Peach Rally another job. <laughs> but, <yeah>. Right. Yes. <laughs> Peter Trelli, <laughs> notoriously excellent GM who traded. <laughs> What did, Adam Larson for Taylor, Taylor Hall. Hall? Yeah, great. Yeah. It was funny, like, people are saying, like, Arizona is, like, one of the rumored could go there and Taylor Hall is there, but, like, right. That, I'm sure that wouldn't work. If Hall is going to plan to stay there, like, you can't have that guy come any part of it. No. No. Oh, my God, no. That'd be funny. <laughs> it would be funny. Is Dark Saber Gear still part of that organization? Uh, I, I don't think so. Okay. I could quickly go look at there. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, <laughs> maybe Jason Bottle will end up there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of where all like the old Sabres cast offs go, right? And the Darcy went there, and then Bill Housley, and you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's where we see the next stop for Jason Bottle. Although I think if anywhere Bottles go back to Philadelphia or not Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. That would make sense. Well, Tocket is there, right? So, I mean, if Tocket is there. There's some connection there in Arizona. Sure. Maybe that is a spot he can land. Yeah. Or you can just go the Tim Murray route and just make the Sabres <laughs> stadium every single dime until he takes a large. <laughs> just do he that. Could. He could. Let's see. I'm trying to get to the Coyotes here. Morello. Alex Morello's son is strategic advisor. Mm. Let's see. I don't see him. Interim assistant. No, I don't see him anymore. I don't think Darcy's yeah, there anymore. I, I hadn't heard anything about him, so I figured pr- probably not. But yeah, nope. Big no on Darcy. Bit. So yeah. that means he's opening for Jason Bottero. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing with Darcy was just like he, he was just a guy who lasted forever. Like you knew he was going to get a job, but like how big of an indictment is that to work for fifteen years, right, as an NHL GM? with like a moderate degree of success and then never get another shot in like a game of retreads. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, for, for all people, like, again, it was 15 years here for all the, the times we kind of railed on Darcy, like you said, he did have moderate success, right? It's, it's, right. He had that team that went to a cup final, uh, maybe the year after they lost to Pittsburgh, they should have won again. Mm-hmm. And then he put together the 0506, teams, right? So kind of by accident, but yeah, right. But still, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it happened. Yeah, those are his guys. He drafted those yeah. guys. He made those trades. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, give him give him credit for that. He definitely had shortcomings. You know, he hung on to players too long. He kind of maybe had the value too high in his guys, and mm-hmm. that maybe cost him a few times. But yeah, we've seen worse GM work here. I guess you could say since the first Yes, season, we right? certainly have. <laughs> We certainly have. <laughs> Honestly, that dude retains one of Breer and Drury, and like he's fine. Probably. That's the biggest thing. Probably Breer. Because Drury kind of went downhill pretty quick after that. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think anyone would have done the hindsight thing, like, you know, oh, what an a hole. Like, but because I think more than 50% of people were calling for Drury at the time. I agree. And I think so. as a fan, I think at the time I was like, whatever, I let Breer grow. I'm on Drury. Right. And I, I put part of that on me being so young when it happened. Cause I think yeah. I was like 14 or 15 Yeah, I'm because like school. that, like that was, yeah. that was probably a bad opinion to have. Yeah. Sure. 
I mean, I'm, I've had a lot of bad hockey opinions that if I go back and look on, so <laughs> that wouldn't be my first one. Yes, but I will blame mine on age because otherwise I am brilliant. You didn't know. <laughs> That's good. Didn't know better at the time. I wasn't a fancy stats person back then. Yeah. But really the charts like, like didn't tell me who to love. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there really is so many things like I think about, like, because like, I, I kind of just got in, got into it like, what, like two years ago. So like, Sure. I think about like, some of my hockey opinions like before that when I like the players who I thought were good and then like because points of course right mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. now it's like oh god I thought that guy was good and he's like <laughs> he's well not. also you look at you know I think the craziest one that you know and it, it, again very small sample size but you you did the tracking on the couple uh rerun games and it was like was Tony Lidman actually right? good yes like, exactly was he, yeah. did we make that up right. Did his best year went the year after he left Buffalo and went to Anaheim. That was his best career season. Okay, but that was like that was it. He he like shot way up and then like mm. went back down to where he was. Mm. But so probably like that pair is more Henry Tolinder carrying that pair around, right? Which is interesting. Which I think I think everybody knew Tolinder or had the opinion that Tolinder was the better of the two, but mm-hmm. maybe not to that extent. And those guys like you know talk like you're like. I, I thought your Ospachuk was fine, but like looking back, yeah. like I didn't know oh, yeah. how good he actually was right. for him. Like how good well, of a season signing he actually was. Well, he skated like a freaking oil tanker. You know what I mean? But but <laughs> yeah. he, I, I mean, I guess it worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like the worst thing in the world for him. Yeah. Yeah. Derek Roy, his one season. I mean, Jokin Hash was definitely underappreciated for what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some guys in the past you go back, but it's just even like NHL stuff in general. Like it's right. You go back and look, and it's. Big shake your head sometime. Maybe if one podcast will do that. Like go back, look at players I thought were good. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Reminisce yeah. about how they're actually not good and how or, we were or, wrong. Or talk about or talk about Derek Roy's one insane season and then nothing. Yeah. Or how Drew Stafford, if if analytics were like a big deal back then, they'd have realized yeah. just how bad of an idea it was to extend him. <laughs> or like how I thought like Arizona was dumb for trading. Uh or no, I thought Montreal was dumb for trading Galchenyuk for Domi when actually it was hard right. to the other way around. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Some of my bad hockey, bad hockey mm-hmm. opinions I have out there. There you go. <laughs> All Tristan, right. I thought I, Oliver Kylington was going to be the next Norris Trophy winner. So, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's go there. I I literally I was I was young still. I think I was maybe even still in high school, but I legitimately like I think it was an iPod Touch. I just like chucked it <laughs> when they picked Gooley over him. I was like, are you kidding me? But doesn't look like it mattered. They're both no, equally, I think he kind of. Well, I don't think the players played that yeah. good, so I think he, right. has, he kind of dodged that bullet right on both ends. That works out for you. Uh, so speaking of Gooley, who was also not playing and is returning to play, other teams are, as you mentioned, going to be returning here. So I think, like I said, as soon as tomorrow we get some exhibition games, so that'll be fun and exciting as teams get ready and on the weekend we kind of get you know it, it's basically in a hockey all day you know 12 3 7 10 like it, it, it's go time so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so we're gonna you know for we're gonna be do some i guess more watching in depth lots of columbus in, in colorado here but i forget the fun thing to do kind of before we you know get to the break and then do our fan questions here is is we're going to go through each series here. We can kind of talk about it a little bit. I don't want to spend too much in-depth time on it, but right. kind of go through and let's pick who's going to win here, right? That's yeah. Good. Fair enough. That is fun. So let's start in the East, and let's go with – well, alternate. So let you go first on this one, then I'll go first on the next one. Okay. So Carolina and the New York Rangers. 
That's such a tough one, right? I mean, I, I gonna, thought Carolina go, for sure until Hamilton got hurt. Exactly. I still think Carolina's going to win. I still but... think I, I. So I think Carolina. They they're New York is is better very recently, right? You know, mm-hmm. and kind of since adding uh, Panarin. Yep. Um, so I'm going to give the edge to Carolina, but that's not like a, that's not an easy decision. I think New York could pull the upset, but I'm going to go Carolina. Yeah. I mean, it kind of depends what they got other goals on at least. And even with Carolina too. Right. But, well, that's, and well, that's another great point. Yeah. But yeah, same thing. I'm going to go Carolina here. I, I think, I still think they're the better team. You know, they're one right. of the better possession teams in the league. And that really never changes no matter how long any team has off. That's just kind of what Carolina's game, what they do. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they'll be able to get by with Hamilton without Hamilton, but if they don't have him by the next round, they're kind of in some trouble. So yeah, I'll say they'll get by there, but the next round of Ducky's not healthy, then they can have some issues. So the next series for this one, I think is maybe one of the easiest ones to pick, to be honest, uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh and Montreal. Um, unless Carey Price stands in his head, I, I think Pittsburgh kind of wins this one going away. Yeah, I mean, you read Sidney Crosby, just how he's been like Rambo, you know, pumping up the guys. So, you know, yeah. acting like a captain, right? Like this matters, you know what I mean? Like bring your A game, don't mess around. And it, I mean, more than maybe any other team besides Boston, they've been there before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So, yeah, I, I, I would think that uh, I would think Pittsburgh's the easy pick there. Now, here's the next series here. It's super interesting because this is kind of a coin flip, Florida and yeah. the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's Florida, uh, New York. You know, w- that big turnaround under Trots, right? And you looked at kind of the metrics and, and how they played as a team. You just wondered how sustainable that was. And, man, I look at that defense, and it is really weak. And I look at, you know what I mean, the, the high-end scoring on that team. And you've got a lot of names, but it's it, they're, they, a lot of them had a down year, right? And some of them had multiple down years. So I don't love them. They're an old team, uh, but they have had a lot of rest. But uh, I, yeah. Hmm. For me, this yeah, one I, comes on to simply is what Sergei Bobrovsky are you getting? That, that's, that's a good that's, point, I think, too. That's I think, plain and simple for me. I think what decides this series. Yeah, I just I just Is it going to be the one that, you got all season? If that's the case, I think the Islanders win. Or is it going to be so? the one we saw played for Columbus in the first round of the playoffs last right. year? Right. Yeah, I, I, I think I think I'd gamble on the Panthers though, just because I think they're a higher octane team. I, th- I find them to be more talented. Uh, they've got better uh, impact players, you know, depth wise. And you're right, Babarovsky is a big key to that. But if I had to put ten bucks on it, I'm, I'm going with Florida. Yeah, to be different here, uh, I think I'll go the Islanders. Okay. I think it's a close series, uh, to be honest. But I think maybe the Islanders' defensive style gets them a win in this series. And, and to mm. be honest, I just I just not sure I buy Bobrovsky is going to come back to that guy that he was, right? I think there's a sure. lot of struggles this season. Sure. Uh, I, I think getting away from that um, Tortorella defense in front of him maybe kind of exposed him to a few things. Mm. You know, I mean, Florida's not the best defensive team in the league by any means. So, right. you know, I, I think that that has probably hurt him. Uh, but we'll see. I think it's a close series, but for the, for the aspect of being different, I will go. Yeah, Islanders. Are you saying paying a goalie for eight years, ten million is a bad idea? No, God. That's Montreal. That's going paying Carey Price for ten and a half million dollars. I don't know if there's ever been a long-term, expensive goalie contract that a team didn't regret. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, 
Probably I mean, Longquist, but he's not that he's not crazy expensive either. You know, then no. he I don't think he ever had a monster. And he never really had any dip, right? I mean, he's kind of always right. been pretty good. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with their goaltending. No, I'm thinking about for the Rangers. They have three. They're oh, they're going they're gonna, to they're gonna trade Georgiev, I think. And I'm, well, I'm more talking about like who they're going to play more. Oh, I think I think I can't I I cannot say his name to save my life, but Shosturkin. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I do. Probably because the kid was really good when he played. He was. Yeah, and got to be careful because Islanders have the other Russian they have <laughs> Right. That they just signed, but he's not going to play. He's ineligible. But uh, right. The two Russian goalies in, in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's. You know, I guess it's good for those young goalies, though, for the Rangers to kind of have one Chris lean on, I guess. Sure. So that, that kind of helps the guy that's been there. All right, last series. Uh, another interesting one, Columbus and Toronto. So I will go first. My turn to go first here. Sure. Um, to be honest, and I keep telling anybody who listens to me, well, to be first of all, I, I think Columbus, if you're looking for an underrelated team to bang on, uh, like to bet on, I, it's Columbus for me. Like that, they go, go hammer that hard. So – course if that, that's going to happen here uh you know my pick is going to be columbus i think columbus wins that series for a few reasons one i think that tortorella style uh can lock down the leafs defensively we saw him do it last year against the lightning uh i don't it's freddie anderson it's kind of the same discussion with Bobrovsky, right anderson had a really down season but he had this layoff mm-hmm. but he's not as old as Bobrovsky, right so there, there, he can definitely turn it around but that toronto defense is so bad it's bad. And Columbus is healthy. They have their players back. I mean, Seth Jones was overrated, but he's still a pretty good he's player. He's back. Uh, you know, Dubois is back. They, they get some other guys in the, in the forwards group that's back. So, you know, I, I just I, I like Columbus here, and maybe it kind of comes down to what they got at Corpusello or um, the one of the I can't think of his name, Lafayette goalie, Bruce um, Lickens. Uh, yeah, so what they get out of those two, kind of. Mm-hmm maybe can give Toronto a chance, but um, yep. I, I just like Columbus here. Yeah. And you just kind of alluded to, to what I was going to say. This, this series for me comes down to goaltending. You know what I mean? Both of them are kind of up in the air, right? They're question marks. You know, can Anderson, you know, get back to form? Can that kind of tandem in Columbus, can one of them catch fire? Right. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a very not straightforward series to me because one of the things, and I know there's no crowd, but, it is Toronto's home rink. It's their yeah, home yeah. city, right? Yeah. So there, there's something to be said for that, I think. I hate myself because I want Columbus to win the whole thing. But I guess to be different, I'm actually going to say Toronto. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So let's go to the West here. Uh, I think this one should be easy. Mm-hmm. But it is Edmonton, Chicago, and the Oilers. Uh, yeah, Oilers. Probably. Uh, that, yeah, probably, right? I mean, Chicago is – to me, they might be – I think they are the weakest team in the playoffs. Yeah, with Montreal, I agree. Those two. Yeah, teams. right. Yep. Especially if Corey Crawford's on 100% either. Right. And he, had an, he had an amazing year, by the way. He did. He did. I mean, he's – look, if you have like, a two-year contract metrics. as a goaltender in free agency, I mean, that's something I, I could talk myself into. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the goalie metrics on the year. He was like fourth in uh, yep. GSAX, which is crazy. And they, they give up a ton in Chicago. They, exactly. Yeah, their defense is good. not good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'm with you. I'm going to go Edmonton. Uh, yeah. Unless Mike Smith has some sort of catastrophic downfall, which could happen. It's which Mike could Smith, happen. It's right? Mike. It is Mike yeah. Smith. But yeah. you know, with McDavid and Drysaitel and 
yeah. that offense. I think they kind of figure out, at least that series figured out. Mm-hmm. So this next series is interesting too. The West in general is pretty interesting. It's kind of, it's all that toss up here. Same besides the ones we just talked about, but Winnipeg and Calgary, like in theory, this, this is such think, a good series. You think like, it's Calgary, right? Cause it's about a team and Winnipeg right. is whatever, you know, they're not that great, but mm-hmm. they have Hellebuck. They have Hellebuck. Winnipeg does have some offensive scores on their team. They have some mm-hmm. really good forwards. Calgary kind of like, there's just something there with Calgary. Uh, Cal- well, Calgary's, right? well Calgary, Calgary's got better depth. I, I will say that. They definitely have better depth. Um, I think they have a better defense as well. But Oh, definitely have a better I, defense, yes. But, oh, man, there's something about that series. I'm gonna, oh, sorry, you got to make your pick. Yeah, I'll go. Uh, I, I'll, man, I, <laughs> I just have such a hard time betting against Hellebuck here. Right. Because what I want to – I want Calgary to lose – Okay. I want Calgary to lose because I want them to trade good players off their roster. Okay. You trade them that to the Sabres specifically. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think if like, I have to pick who probably wins this series, I'm going to go Calgary. Yeah. But I'm, I'm rooting for them to lose. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick Calgary too. I mean, Hellbuck's great, but I think all the top to bottom, Calgary's just a better roster, which I know goaltending can steal series, especially a five-game series. But, um, yeah, I'm going Calgary. They, I just – Gut feeling. They just feel like a better team than me. So this next one is again. It's I think it's a literal fifty-fifty toss-up. Like the Islanders in Florida, and that's Arizona and Nashville. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it's a toss-up. Who do you got? Oh, oh I think this it's is me. Toss-up. This is me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I th- I think Nashville takes it running away. No, I disagree. Really? I, okay. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think you, to be honest, I give the goaltending to Arizona here. Uh, yes, Kemper's that's healthy. True. They have Ronta. Yep. yep. Uh, Rene struggled a lot of the year. Yes, he did. Um, and he's besides that one year they had a cup run, he really has kind of struggled in the playoffs, right? Oh, absolutely, he has. It's just I, I don't know if the offense is there for Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of things, I think Arizona has time to get healthy here. Uh, you know, Dvorak I think had a really good year for them. Schmaltz had a really good year for them. You know, Phil Kessel's kind of been there as a playoff guy. I, sure. I don't mind their defense. You know, Oliver Larson's going to be healthy now. So, you know, and Chicker, and again, yeah, he got, got some time off, and he's going to be healthy here, too, to get in there. So, yeah, I, I just – I don't – I know Nashville has the experience here, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. I just don't love them, though. You know, I they think, also have who I feel is the best defenseman in the NHL. Sure. I mean, their defense yeah, definitely their defense is, is better. I mean, their defense is probably better than maybe any team in the West. Yeah. If all those top four guys around their game. But yeah. I don't know. I just feel like they're still, they struggled all year to score, and I feel like they're still going to. Johansson had a pretty bad season. Forsberg kind of down season, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Arvidsson's been hurt a lot, so maybe, that's, maybe he's healthy now. But again, right. he didn't really score a lot this season. So maybe this break helps Nashville. Maybe this is a mm-hmm. good thing for them. But Can I make a bold I, prediction? Go ahead. Nashville wins in a sweep. Mm. I'm calling it. I think it's a sweep. I, I'm going to go Nashville still. Okay. Yeah, I could see this going five all five games. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I thought about switching, but I'm gonna stick with Nashville. All right. <laughs> uh, last one, Minnesota in Vancouver. I think it's me to go first time, right? Yes, it is. Uh, so I would say I would pick Minnesota here mm. if Dubnik wasn't their goaltender. Okay. That's and fair. that's the reason I'm gonna pick Vancouver. Yep. Because I, I think they have a better goaltender. Um, but from Nashville's a lineup perspective, 
I guess maybe Vancouver is more the high end in Patterson mm-hmm. and Besser um, and JT Miller too. But um, I don't love their defense, to be honest. Right. Uh, I think Minnesota has the way better defense. And I oh, think yeah. if Minnesota, some of those veterans on Minnesota can get going with scoring, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're a team to watch. So I'll go Vancouver here, but I think it's going to be a closer series than some people think. Yeah, I was I was actually just gonna say that that's one of the ones that could trap you a little bit where your first instinct is Vancouver, definitely, right? But then yep. you're like, oh, wait a minute. But um yeah, I wouldn't sleep on the wild necessarily, but I definitely think Vancouver is the better team. Um Markstrom's had a really nice year and, and he's gonna get paid this summer. Um <laughs> yes, so yes. if he if he continues to play well, I think he can kind of bail out that defense a little bit. And I, I just think the off the Vancouver offense is gonna overpower Minnesota. I in forgot the Foley's in Vancouver too. He he is, yeah. And I, he was think, he was having a great, great. Yes. You know, once he was traded, he was playing really well with Pedersen and Miller. Yeah. That was again really the, well the, the whole wild card here that like he really can't predict any of these series is like what did the gap do to these guys? Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. just not everybody. I guarantee you, there are players who weren't gym rats the entire time. You know what I'm saying? Like what what effect is that going to have? So I think you're going to see a lot of maybe not upsets, but like weirdness. Well, it's even like the coronavirus part. I mean, somebody here is going to get coronavirus. Like, it's, it's going to happen. Oh, that's interesting. Right? So, like, huh? how is Depends. that going to play into this? Right. You know, what, what guy What guy might lose a star off their team? Like, yeah. They got coronavirus. And sure. And that plays into it. I think if one guy gets it, like, his team has it. Right. I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, think like how devastating it would be for like Edmonton if like Drysdale McDavid got like forget it, you're done. Yeah, game. Like, <laughs> there's no going back from that. Right. Or even like Toronto, like if Anderson gets it, they, like, who's going to be their goaltender? Like they're done, they're toast. Like right. they, you know. Yeah. I guess the good thing is Matthews already got us, so he can't. You know. Well. I mean, he yeah, could get it again, right. but yeah. I just Not likely. Say that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, All right. Uh, so there's, the there's, there's, there's some interesting series there. I mean, there's going to be a lot oh, of yeah. intrigue. I agree. And then the you know the four top four teams in the round robin is kind of you know whatever. We'll see how that so whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I, I think honestly, I think they'll have the, the I guess I shouldn't say they'll have the benefit because you know these other teams they got to be playing competitive hockey where that's more mm-hmm. like I understand it's for seeding, but it's kind of like a whatever. Yeah. You know, not like it's home ice or anything. You know, it's mm-hmm. a big seeding. So I, I think I was gonna say I think they'll kind of have the advantage because they'll be playing more games but that's not necessarily mm-hmm. true when the playoff teams will be playing more competitive and more high-end like important games makes sense pick your pick your uh stanley cup winner oh man uh man. would you like me to say mine and you can think about it yeah go ahead so i i'm not going to get any popularity for this but i think boston um I think they're they're the best team in it, in my opinion. Uh, Tuka Rask, where he had a really nice year, and now he gets this crazy long rest before the playoffs. And playoff Tuka is amazing as is, but now like arrested playoff Tuka, like come on. And, and until he's not good in the playoffs, he's he's you know he's still that guy. Um, so my pick is Boston. I'm gonna go pick out West. And I'm gonna go Colorado. That's a good. That's who I'd have them playing. So that's awesome. If they can get goaltending out of Francis or mm-hmm. Grubauer, uh, they're going to be super hard to beat. If everybody stays healthy and all that things and all things considered, because um, mm-hmm. again, they're getting Kadri back now. Like yeah. <laughs> that team is loaded. I mean, really, yeah, that team so is gross. extremely loaded with yep. the depth. Mm-hmm. They have good young defenders. 
it, it really comes down to goaltending. If Francis yep. plays how he was before, you know, this all stopped, which is interesting to me who they're going to go with. Honestly, they're going to go with you know, Francis. They're going to go with Rubar. I guess maybe they'll find out kind of who plays better in these kind of you know, round robin games. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be uh, kind of like not rotational because that doesn't make any sense, but riding the hot hand a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'll go. I'll go. I, I like the Boston pick. I'll go Colorado. Uh, um, I think Vegas is a team to watch too if they can stay healthy. Yeah, they're interesting. Decent goaltending. Because mm-hmm. even if Flurry's not great, they have Liner there. You know, right? Like the kind of and there's no shootouts in the playoffs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think honestly, I think my top two would be Colorado, followed by Vegas, and then probably Boston. Okay. My top three. Yeah, I think so. That's all I'll stick with. I thought about going to Tampa Bay, but I don't know. They they burned yeah. me so many times picking them, but I can't do it again. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm with you. They this stacked, will be the year but... they win, though, probably. No, I haven't said that. I mean, they they deserved it at this point, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. But again, when you have Zach Bogosian playing top pair minutes with Victor Hedman, I can't pick you to win anything. That's not mm. happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. I hope I does I do hope that happens, but I hope you know like Tampa Bay. So I, I kind of hope they figure out that's a bad idea before the playoff game starts. Mm. But that'll be uh that'll be something to watch. Like like a man <laughs> I'm saying like imagine if that works, where I'll be like, okay, but it's Victor Hedman carrying it. him around. I mean you saw Rasmus Dalene carry him around last season, right? Right. I mean, and Dalene is not a good headman, so headman has the ability to carry Bogosian around, but mm-hmm. You know, it's just – I think it was Kevin on Twitter who kind of put it perfectly is, like, he'll play fine, but he'll make that one egregious error in a big moment mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. across Tampa Bay. He'll do that, that thing when, when Mike Weber went to Washington, and I think it was, like, the game seven. He just, like, passed it in overtime, like, right to the Pittsburgh forward. Yeah. It maybe like, Dupuis or something. He just, like, buried it, like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Stick behind the net, like, on a breakout pass. Just like, that. here you go. <laughs> I do remember that. Got a third round pick for Mike Weber. You always forget about that. Crazy. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right. So let's get in our break here. And after that, we'll go to fan questions. We got some good ones. Some return to play ones, some Sabres ones, and whatever else questions we got. Even your Strut mm-hmm. guy got a question in, so I know you'll be excited yeah. to answer that one. <laughs> so take a quick break here. After the commercial break, we'll come back and get into the fan questions. Uh, you were listening to Beyond the Blade on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
All right, welcome back. So kind of the way we roll on most podcasts here, we will let the fan questions kind of guide our way to the end here. So I think we have around 10 here that we got in. So it's, a, it's a pretty good question, some pretty fun ones. So we'll kind of start at the bottom here. Let me just pull out this. I had it right up. She just went to all the questions in our break here, and then I lost it. Uh, so let's go <laughs> here. And all right. So... All right, let's, let's go with this one. So the John Gilmore one. So this is from uh, at Mark Koshek, I guess, on Twitter. I'm sorry if I said you're wrong. Your last name wrong, Mark. Uh, the, it is, I'm curious on John Gilmore. Resign him. Good depth for Rochester. Or can he be servable for the Sabres? Or is the answer already obvious that I'm proving how unpolished I am by asking? Hmm. Uh, do you have any John Gilmore thoughts? Well, let's think about it for a minute, right? So if they – if they retain, let's say they trade one of Montour and Ristolainen, right? Uh-huh. Let's say one of them is gone. So that would mean, unless they're going to make an addition, that would likely mean Borgen is up or Bryson is up, right? So then you've got one of Bryson or Borgen. I think Blacksonen's coming over, right, this year? Yes, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is on that defense. Samuelson. Kate, Samuelson. Is Casey Nelson an RFA or a UFA or whatever? Uh, I'd have to look. I don't know I if he's like... back. I don't um, I, I mean, I, I'd sign him to a Rochester deal. I don't need him on a two-way deal, though. I, I mean, what would he be, my, like, fourth call-up? You know what I'm saying? I don't, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd he's give him the rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's AHL Brandon Montero. <laughs> I mean, essentially, you're not wrong, to be honest. Right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't need him back, but if they brought him back on, like, an AHL deal or, like, a really cheap two-way deal, I mean, cool. I'm not okay. going to be upset. But I, right. I don't need I don't need John Gilmore back. So Casey Fitzgerald is still here too, but they had him playing forward last year. Oh, uh, Jesus, but Casey I Nelson is that. a UFA this year, so I would okay. probably doubt they're going to bring him back. And Casey sure. Nelson's twenty eight already too. I didn't know. I feel like I'm missing somebody too. Bryson, so they have Bryson Bor- uh, Borgen probably right. up, uh, Samuelson, uh, Laxton in, and that's really it. Um, Hickey's an RFA, so we still remember he's not right. very good. Spencer's an RFA. Right. They lost uh, Redmond this year, which is kind of going to stink for them because he's right. really good. And they lost Pilot too. So yeah, actually, now that I'm looking at it, I mean, they could they could use another veteran there, sure. Right. I, I know Rochester fans did not like him though. No, so that's what I was going to get to. So they were not fan, fond of him at all. No, and, and honestly, uh, he's not from young the few either. games I've tracked, uh, I haven't been that fond of him either. He's had a okay. lot of turnovers. Um, and I think when he played in the NHL, he wasn't that bad, but mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I, I haven't. I mean, I only did like I think I'm at like eight games yeah. right now, so it's. Well, the funny thing is, if you want that veteran there, right? If you want to extend one of those veterans, I mean, Casey Nelson's only one year older, and like he's yeah. definitely probably better. I would agree with that. Yeah. I so I think I think I'd pick Nelson out of the two, but again, it's it's nothing that's gonna like ruin my day. No, no, not either. But yeah, I, I would. I'm not. I honestly don't think I need Gilmer back. I can find yeah. something better to right. even in NHL defense, I think I can do better there. Sure. Or find that guy in free agency like like Gilmore. You know, I mean yeah. a couple of years ago who you think could potentially yep. transit. Yeah. Yep. They exactly. they cannot be hard to find. No, no, definitely not. Also Spencer's an RFA, so I mean you could just qualify him. True. True. Uh next one from we'll go to at Coacher Daniel. Again, sorry if I say your name wrong. Uh, Seattle question, sort of. Um, would Jeff Skinner be picked in the expansion draft if he waived his no move clause? I would say no, he would still not be picked. 
I would also say no. Yeah, it's that's that's a pretty long term expensive contract for an expansion team to take on. Usually, I mean, you saw with Vegas, they took on a couple bad deals, but they were all short term, right? Nothing that was. I mean, gonna honestly, really the bad deal, them. like one of the bad deals, was Perron. I'll tell that. Well, that's right. Right, sure, but at the at the same time, I mean, if I'm looking at the Sabers lineup, right, and. I mean, I'm not touching Montour. I don't want Ristolainen, especially if they extend Montour. You know what I mean? I don't want that yeah. deal. I don't, I'm not going to want Ristolainen. I mean, maybe for a year to get me to the floor, but ew. I mean, I, I would take, I'd just take some, you know I mean? Somebody lower down, like a, maybe Jake McCabe, right? Or something, you know I mean? Something less consequential. Colin Miller. Colin Miller is another great one, yeah. He could be. one year in his contract. He could, he could be uh, picked for on his second expansion team. Yeah, right. I think Pilot's but, still an option too, to be honest. That's true. Because yeah. it'll be like you only have one year left. More, one more year left in uh, the KHL, and they can kind of yeah. get them over here. A young defenseman, still like 26 years old, who, you know, yeah. for their analytics people over there, they might like him. That's a great point. But All yeah, right. if, I'm, if I'm them, I'd be pretty surprised. If yeah. I, Skinner, especially, I mean, the new moment cost makes this kind of move, but yeah. No, I mean, and if he does go, that, that it's the same as Caliposo. If that's, if that's our pick, you're sending assets with it. Oh, yeah. Not just picking him out of sheer. Right, right, right. Uh, next one uh, at Daniel J. Lehman. Uh, thoughts on Vlad Kamenev left off Colorado's playoff roster has played some center. Would it be worth a look to see what Colorado would want for him in the offseason? So I looked into him. I saw his question. Um, my answer would be no. Uh, he's a second round pick of the National Predators. He's 23 years old. Uh, he had a really good season in Milwaukee three years ago in the AHL. Uh, he really hasn't done much in the NHL. His offensive impacts are pretty bad. And by pretty bad, I mean really bad. Um, he's not that good. He's average defensively. Just had his, it's very interesting in a 23-year-old uh, center who mm-hmm. doesn't do much in the NHL. I mean, you want to trade for him to be an AHL guy? Fine, because he'll probably be good at that. But, you know, with this, with Terry Bergoa's, but also why? No Russian rule. Yeah. I don't think it's happening anyway. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll be perfectly frank. I can't think of a time I saw him play. So, I, you know what I mean? I don't no. I don't have an opinion. I mean, when I it. looked into him, honestly, like I, he played 38 games this year. I'm like, oh, he did? And yeah, like right. I, so, and, I, and, you know, I mean, yeah, he's – no thanks. I mean, you know what I mean? You want to chase a Colorado guy, go try to figure out how to get Tyson Yost out of there. Oh, my God. That'd be so great. Yeah, that's kind of. I love him. But I would target. He was. He was the question. He was actually my answer last week when we got the question: Who's your sneaky guy who nobody's talked about who you'd like yeah. to add? Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. The problem is that like, his production isn't there, but he had a really good bounce back season mm-hmm. in terms of the the, the, you know, the underlying numbers. But yeah. Colorado has some smart people in the front office that might not want to let him go. That's right. unfortunate. But you have to make a phone call. You never know. Find make out. a phone call. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's go to your boy Shrek here next. Yes. At Shrek Saber. <laughs> Do you think Kevin will trade Risto to the land of far, far away? <laughs> or will the ogre-rated defenseman remain a core player, making us all feel like our super yacht sank? I love this guy so much. Um, <laughs> That's your boy. I'll let you answer this one. So if I had to, regarding Ristolainen and Montour, right, if I had to put money on a scenario, it would be Risto gets traded and Montour gets extended. Um, but 
anything could happen. I, I'm not very confident in that, right? But if mm-hmm. if I, you know, it's it's a little bit better than a coin flip for me, whether Risto's back. So I'm going to say, if I'm making a prediction, yes, I think he's gone. I mean, you've been taking it for the year, but I, I think it's, I, I think with a new general manager in here and kind of, and for God's sake, especially they're going to go with more of a numbers thought process. You, I don't know how you can I don't know. tell to bring him back. Or it's, or it's just lies again. Yeah, exactly. exactly. We love the numbers, just not numbers. Not with him. Yeah. <laughs> I can fix him. You can't. <laughs> many have tried. Here's, a picture, here's all their pictures on the wall. Yeah, many have tried. All have failed. <laughs> this is not like a, a, from Batman where he's climbing the, the wall of the prison cell. To get no, definitely, definitely not. It's not going to be one of those moments. <laughs> Uh, next question from at Truth Saber. Would you, what would you think of a guy like Adam Henrique as a fill-in second-line center until Cousins is ready? Uh, we kind of talked about him before the podcast. We saw Cousins yeah. come in. Um, listen, here's my thing on Henrique. I think I'd have more interest if he had two years left on his contract. Uh, but at 30 years old with four years left at $5.8 million, uh, you know, he, he's essentially, for all intents and purposes, in, in – Placement level player, mm-hmm. um, which isn't terrible. Uh, he he does have some good impact on scoring. So I mean, I, I just four years left. I just don't think I want that at five point eight. You know, if no. it's two years, I can talk myself into it. And maybe 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 if even he's twenty eight, I can yeah, do I was four just about or five to say, years. If the contract's two years shorter or he's two yeah. years younger, I can talk myself into it. He has some injury stuff too. Yeah. Like, I just, uh, it's not the worst idea, but I, I personally, I just, if, if you want, if you're going to come in and say, do you want Andrew Kopp or Alex Kerfoot or you want Henry, I, I would take Kopp or Kerfoot to be honest. So I'll tell, not a popular I, decision, but that, that's. But no, I, mean. I, th- I think that's right, Bill. I'll say this. If Anaheim's really wants to get rid of that cap, right. And I have to pay essentially nothing for him. I can maybe be convinced. You know what I'm saying? I'd have to get the, asset back too, though. Yeah, right. I'm not, sure. Can I get one of the, I get what you're saying. Can I get one of their young players with them? Right. Right. I, I can. Forwards, so, yeah. so I'm not saying like straight up no on him, but the deal has to be very lucrative. Yeah, it, it sounds just to be capped up for Anaheim. Yeah. And I'm paying very little, and I'm getting something else too, like yes. some prospect who's close to the NHL that comes along with them. Not one mm-hmm. of the top guys, but maybe my number-driven scouting department, amateur scouting department can find somebody. Sure. Yeah, like I said, not the worst idea ever, just not one of my favorites, but in mm-hmm. the right situation, I think I can, I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, at Sabres Hockey 23, sticking with center today, do you think they would give Johansson another chance at center knowing that it was his first time playing center since oh, the 11-12 season? My response is, God, I hope not. <laughs> I just so, don't know how you can. Right, and and I actually wrote an article about it, and the sample size of Johansson on the wing was extremely small last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in five of the six games where he played exclusively on the wing, or or a majority of his time on the wing, I should say, he was markedly better. I mean, just from expected goals to Corsi, just across the board, right? Everything he did was better on the wing. And, I mean, the guy hadn't played center since 2012, and he wasn't super great at it then. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're, right. you were asking a lot there. And so I get that he's had another year to do it, but it's not like he got better at it as the year went on. He 
was just not good in that spot. So, um, no, I would much, much rather try and pursue an outside option. I mean, that that's, that's gotta be goal. Number one, you cannot go in, you know what I mean? And just recreate the same center problem. No, like I just don't. No, but in saying that I'm, I'm having like flash forwards, like, you know, medium visions of Dominic Cahoon as my second line center next year and I'm barfing, but <laughs> I hope that ready to something I play wing. All right. Uh next question here. Uh we will pull up Ron's question. Let me go find it here. On assistant general manager. So I have the official thing written in it. It's hidden from the first questions here. Come on. Okay. So Ron's question on assistant general managers, who would be an ideal assistant GM for Adams right now? Someone we could realistically believe could happen and but parentheses don't know who is available. So there's some guys out there, right? Mike Fuda is the guy who always finishes second in GM <laughs> uh, races, which he did again in New Jersey, it sounds like. So um, he's still out there. I think that's a veteran guy who can get in who ran the draft for Los Angeles and the Kings have a really nice prospect system over there that he was a part of. So again, but it, does he want to come and be Kevin Adams assistant GM? I don't know. But are there really any other jobs out there, to be honest? Like, do you want mm. a hockey job? Like, maybe you come to Buffalo and you do some good things and then you finally win a GM discussion right. or like, something like that? So maybe that's well, that's what I'm thinking. Well, that's the other thing, too, right? And you bring, that's the exact point. Like, with COVID, you know what I mean? How yeah. many front office shakeups are there going to be? But, but then on the other side, Arizona just has an opening, right? And he's probably the most eligible guy, you know what I mean? Potentially, stick with Steve Sullivan, yeah. Right. So, I mean, if if he can't get the Arizona job, I mean, Jesus, yeah, Some, right. something's got to give here. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, he's he's the only one who comes to mind for me. Who's like a, I don't know, just a, makes logical sense and what I'd actually like. So I have a few other guys. So okay, great. Another one, uh, Colorado Chris McFarland, uh, assistant general manager. He was actually one of the guys that um was part of the New Jersey. Uh, GM discussion too. Um, but again, it's assistant general manager, right? So it's a lateral move. It's how to let him go where you're going to have to give him some sort of different title. You know, to, to right. have him, you have to pay him more money, which is with the Bagula there. Mm-hmm. And again, is it going to be, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of leniency is Colorado going to have to let him do that? And, but, mm-hmm. and then what's the role? Gonna, I think it's kind of the issue. They kind of, they ran into it Dudley at the end of the day. It's while there was mutual interest on, on both sides of this thing with, with Dudley, it's just while it, it made sense from a pure fit perspective, former Sabres player, he lives in Buffalo, there's mutual interest. You know, it, it's what is the role going to be though? He's not coming here to right. be such a general manager to Kevin no. Adams. So what is he? They don't want a president of hockey operations. All right, then. I don't know. I don't know what that role is. And I think that and probably some other things too kind of got to the point where it's just not going to work. But and that kind of is a thing for a lot of stuff here. And then you have to really go digging to find that guy because you're going to, it's, it's, it's hard. It really is. And mm-hmm. it's maybe like, you know, Fuda might make the most sense because he's already a free agent and he would not have a choice at the end of the day. But you know, it, it's just finding that role for a guy like McFarland to to move to to switch is right. 
is going to be tough. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how you make that work. And even this next guy here, um, you know, I'm going to throw out from Carolina. It, it kind of goes to the same thing. Is how do you, how do you make this happen? How do you, how do you switch? I mean, Darren York is the guy I'm going to mention here. He was in my article uh, that I wrote a couple, like a couple months ago, and Adams first got hired. You know, he's the director of player personnel for uh, Carolina. He, again, he's the guy who kind of runs their drafts. He he has a long, extensive experience of doing video scouting in Carolina, which is kind of what the Sabres are going to now. So, mm. you know, he, he's a guy that I think could fit with what they want to do. Uh, he, he worked for Dudley. So, you know, the Dudley system we, we kind of read about that was interesting. You know, he could bring that here too. But again, is assistant general manager or promotion of a director of player personnel? Right. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's tough. It's, it's difficult to, to kind of figure it out. I mean, there's, really nobody left in house that they can really even promote to be their assistant general right. manager. So it's, I don't know. I really don't know what they're going to do, to be honest, unless they just pull out random guys out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't know. You wanted some 97 year old Don lose. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, that's another one out of Vegas. Maybe they figure that out, but again, it's, Assistant GM, the assistant GM, like unless his right. contract is up, you know how how is that going to really work? Yeah, so we'll see. But there's some things for you to, to to chew on. It just seems crazy that they go in with just Adams, no AGMs. It just, it, I mean, it's, it's so bizarre. Would it be the most surprising thing in the world, though? With this organization, no, of course not. But I mean, yikes! And giving that guy no veteran help whatsoever. And then you have you have other guys too involved in on experience, right? Yeah, director of scouting, yeah. really experienced. He was a pro scout. Right. I mean, I, I know scouting is scouting kind of, but I was going to go be an amateur scout. Yeah. And then Nightingale's getting that promotion now too. So, mm-hmm. well, we'll very interesting. Yeah. Yep. So his last two here are more kind of fun questions. Um, this one from Jason at jmos one one eight. Good friend Jason Moser. Uh, you both are invited to the bubble. What are three essential items you are bringing with you? To be honest, I'm very intrigued to hear what you're going to say. So, I mean, this doesn't sound dumb, but like cell phone. I mean, obviously okay, that's, yeah. that's essential. You know, yeah. I got, I got to live tweet this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I could say like boring stuff like mask, you know what I mean? But so what, but like, I'm yeah. trying to think of like, I'm trying to think of like two fun things that yeah, I would bring. Don't pick mask. I well, while I'm it's having central, trouble with this we'll say, we'll say that's automatic. You get a mask. Okay. I, do I get a phone too? Then I don't know. Like no, just, no. Phone, phone counts. Phone, okay. Phone counts. So all right. So phone. Um. Yeah, I'm like super at a loss here. Like I don't know what I'd bring. You go first, and I'll think right. of it. So yeah, I agree. I think it'd be phone. Um. That brings me to do I need a laptop? Because I could technically just write on my phone. But like, I think my laptop is like attached to my hip, essentially, in my life right now. Mm. But like, I go phone and laptop. Because um, a phone, kind of, I can play music on and stuff like that, too. So it mm-hmm. gets the music aspect of it for me. Um, third and final thing is a couple options I'm trying to consider here. Answer I want to throw out there. Because, uh, like, 
do I, do I automatically get a TV in my hotel room or do I got to bring one? Like, it's kind of important, <laughs> right? Um, but again, if I have my laptop, I could, I could do my TV. Right. So I, I Laptop's a good one. I can get by. Um, I've been kind of a big reader in, in, in the quarantine life here, but I can't think of a book I'd bring with me. Um, man, I don't know. I can't think of a third one. It's tough. Uh, so I've got a third one, but okay, it's, like, it's like an old man problem. Um, so, <laughs> so my wife, you know, she's a, uh, on the side of fitness trainer and she has these things called rumble rollers. Okay. And so my sitting in a chair all day, right at a computer all day, like my back just feels like crap all the time. And you use a rumble roller, right? And I, you do it every night and it just made like all the difference in the world. So if I'm like, you know, sitting, typing on the laptop, right. I'm in a, different hotel bed right uh i i think i think that would come in handy so i'm gonna or, or claritin because i have terrible allergies <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good so yeah so here's what i think i'm gonna go with and maybe it's cheesy maybe it's not but i think if i'm gonna be in quarantine i have my laptop i can use the tv too uh I haven't been, I'm not a big video game guy anymore, especially when you have kids want to type right. that, right? So it's yeah. not my thing anymore. It's but then again, though, if you're in the bubble, you have time. Right. But I do have my phone, right? So like right. I can, sure. in the laptop, so I can kind of like figure out something there. Play some Pokemon Go. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Run the bubble. I can Pokemon Go it. Yep. So I would say my third item I would bring um, a case, depending on how long I'm going to be in the bubble. So like a case of vodka. Oh, and, that's and interesting. I, I, I just, I feel like you would need it. To, I thought you meant a case for your laptop. I'm like that was so much buildup for like <laughs> something so lame. <laughs> I can't drop my laptop. So I need my case. No, I, I would bring a case of vodka. So maybe like six bottles in there. Or like how many? Like, depends on how many I could fit. That's a good one. And it wouldn't be all one. Like wouldn't be all like Tito's. I, I kind of like mix some variety in there, right? Maybe some variety in your life. So. Yeah, it's like I'm a big vodka drinker uh, when I do drink, so that's kind of my go-to, like, you know, mixed drinks. So I think I would need that to kind of help me get through, to relax, help me focus. Um, it, it does help me focus on writing, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> and then even just to kind of have some fun on night when you're going crazy and you need, you need the alcohol. So that, those would be my three. That's good. I'm not – so I'm not a big liquor guy, but uh, – it, typically vodka is just like mad to me, but I had one that's from Boston. It's called bully boy. Uh-huh. It's, it's one of the only vodka that I was like, Ooh, I'll take more of that. You know what I'm saying? So okay. if you see it, bully boy is very, very good. Good to know. I'll write it down. Okay. All right. The last question here, this one is, this one is kind of the one maybe we're most interested on. Uh, this one came from at John Brown, five, five, seven. If there was an NHL top 100 list, who on the Sabres would make the cut? I like this question. But I think we're off the bat. We can say Eichel and Dali, right? They're on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now it's who is anybody else? So I think, I think it basically yeah, down to Skinner or Reinhardt, right? Well, that's kind of where we're at. I think that's right. So for me, I had, I think we had different guys on the fringe, right? So I had Reinhardt like on the fringe, right? He's a bubble guy to me mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, if, it, and you know, it's based on player votes, right? Which, which, you know, your guy is probably the better option in that regard. But if I'm looking at it from just like, a, you know, 
I don't know, fan voting, you know, if you're looking at points, right. Which seems to be like the way everybody wins awards in the NHL. Um, I I think Reinhardt is like right on the cusp. Yeah. I I agree with you that Reinhardt is on the cusp Mm -hmm. is a fringe guy. I think where we slightly differ is I think Skinner is in. And that's fair. The name recognition is definitely helpful. Right. And that's what I'm going off of. Like I'm not going off of last season when he was down. Yeah. I just think that, Want to hear something really gross? Sure. If if we're going in my crazy world, it was based on points. <laughs> you know who Why might end up there. Are you going to say? <laughs> you might. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's not impossible, but I would say no. I don't think he's in there. I don't I mean, if you're going to give me a hard time with Skinner, then we're going to have a fight here by Bar- Bristol. <laughs> oh, buddy. Buddy. No, I just, I, I was just thinking about like, huh, if it's a point metric, I'm like, who else? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like here's a guy you could throw out there like if we're basing it off of one season right just one yeah. see just last season okay how close does victor olsen get mm, probably not very yeah he, i mean he he wasn't i don't even think he was probably top five for rookie of the year right so uh we'll find out i guess right. he wasn't, wasn't top oh, three okay. for sure. he definitely wasn't top three right um but but so I don't know if you're not if you're not top five rookie of the year, like are you top one hundred? I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm saying probably not. Okay. But but you know, he did have a very, very, very good year. I think the injury hurt, right? I think maybe if he pulled this uh, played a full season, it'd be a maybe. Okay. But I think we agree. I come down on there. Yes. I think Skinner's on there. Okay. And then Probably a fringe Reinhardt. If you hold me yeah. down to it, I say Reinhardt probably not. Like he's number like one hundred three. Yeah, I think he he's he's right on the bubble for me. Yeah, Sam Reinhardt number one hundred. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, uh, there is one question around rookie of the year that I think is an interesting one um, that I kind of was buried here from Stephen uh, at Stephen Steverski. Stephen Steverski. Sorry if I messed up your name again. Uh, he asked one question about Seattle, then he was a year off. So he's a better question. Who do you think wins a calder between Hughes and Makar? Can I quickly just say that Adam Fox was robbed and he should have won? Kind of stole that out there hmm. real quick. Sure. I, I mean, I agree. I think he should have. Yeah, I think he should have at least got nominated. Yeah, I mean, sure. absolutely. You mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, no doubt. I mean, if we're going to. Talk about age here. Um, oh. It's Kubalik, you know. It's <laughs> and my my opinion on that is not popular, but I I freaking hate that you could be twenty five and and win. Oh, I think that's more popular than so you think much. it is. Oh, is it? Okay. absolutely right. Oh, yeah. Because I think oh, I tweeted it. I think I tweeted it last summer, and I got a lot of like, "A rookie's a rookie." It's like, all right, yeah. shit, jeez. <laughs> no, no, I, I think that's becoming more popular. To be honest, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I I just hate it. So yes, I agree. I mean, that, that's why I've up. said too. Victor Olson doesn't deserve to be nominated, to be honest. Yes, but to answer his question, sweet baby Kale. I agree. Between those yeah. two guys, I would say probably McCarr wins. But yeah. honestly, I think Adam Fox should have won. But you won't get into that. I mean, they they put their. Someone asked about top twenty defensemen. Um, you know, because we had that thing earlier, but we mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't put a top twenty list together, so we kind of had to skip no, that one. But, maybe we'll do that next episode. Yeah. Right. But um. Like my car is on there, Quinn Hughes is on there, and then like it's all right, those guys are on there. Where's my where's my dude Adam Fox? Like he was probably right. better than both of them, and yeah, you know, it would have been Fox cool was. to see. It would have been cool to see three defensemen also. Yeah, it would, yeah, would have been pretty cool. But I mean, that yeah, I mean, I, I think with Fox and there would have been those those right three picks, and yeah, Kubalik isn't just because 
goals and points. I mean, he had a good year, don't get me wrong, but but he's so old. You know, yeah, definitely, definitely not. Yeah. All right, that's it. Those are our questions. Some good ones. Yeah. Appreciate them coming in. So, I guess before we get to the end, uh, we do this spiel here. We should kind of tell people what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the deal with the podcast future. And I'm only going to give you one part of it because I don't think it's right this year or the other part on a podcast that's affiliated with a certain website or or company. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. This is going to be our last podcast affiliated with SB Nation. Um, Anthony decided to pull the podcast back um and kind of i guess you could say take a different direction um you know we've had some changes with bill gone now um some of the things that have you know happened uh, that we're doing so we've kind of decided at this point we're going to make a change and go a different direction so this will be the last affiliation with that by the blade sb nation but the good news is for listeners while part two of this is going to be announced in the next day or two, uh, not in this podcast, you'll, you'll see kind of what we're transitioning to because the podcast isn't going away. We're still going to be podcasting. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to make a switch here, which honestly, if you're a smart person, you kind of know what Anthony and I are doing. I'm pretty sure you know where this is going, <laughs> but I'm just not going to, I'm not going to say it. So that's happening. But the good news, like I was saying for listeners, um, nothing changes for you. Uh, we're still going to be on iTunes. You don't have to resubscribe. Uh, we're still going to be on Spotify. You don't got to do anything different. It'll still just feed right into a normal podcast situation. So this is more of a kind of a house cleaning thing for the next episode comes out. You're like a cosmetic change. If you will. Yeah. You're like, Whoa, what's going on here? So, yeah. <laughs> and, and then things will be different in the podcast too, right? We're not going to have, at least right now, we're not going to have that commercial in the middle anymore. Correct. It's going to go away. Um, but yeah, there'll be some cosmetic changes you're going to see here and, and, Based in the direction we're kind of going to go things with here. So, yeah, I just want to get it out. You know, we've been with SB Nation for a year and it's, yeah, it's nothing against SB Nation by any means. You know, we, no. we, they've been, you know, it's been great to kind of have them host us, but it's more about us kind of keeping control of it. Um, just going a different direction. That's kind of how it is. An end of an era for, mm-hmm. for you know, beyond the blade here. And, and it's, I think it's kind of fitting to talk about, you know, with Bill kind of stepping away here yeah. uh, and me and you kind of being the two here, I think it, this, this, it kind of lines up or now at the time to kind of do something different or maybe kind of mm-hmm. change the direction here. Right. Well, that's it. That, yep. That's the fun, exciting news that we, we talked about. Yep. I think the, uh, the next step will surpass expectations. So that'll be fun. I agree. So stay tuned for that because the part two of this, what's going to happen next, uh, we'll be here in the next day or two. We'll kind of announce that. So kind of stay woke on social media for that for that announcement. And you'll see the next podcast we do kind of, if you miss that announcement, we'll kind of give away what happened. It would be pretty mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to the spiel here at the end that we normally do. And then that won't go away. I mean, it'll be a little different, but it won't completely go away. So uh, make sure you're following Anthony. Um, I got I gotta like, I, I automatically want to go into your old one. <laughs> <laughs> This is the second episode I have to catch myself. So at DBTB Ant A N T H, uh, myself at CMD Diminuses, uh, the podcast at PTB Hockey at Dive of the Blade, where you can still find excellent savers content, and that's not going to change no matter what happens here. 
uh, with this podcast. And so, yeah, so I, I think that's kind of it. I mean, I, I still continue to, if you don't, first time listening, please subscribe. Uh, any ratings would be appreciated. Share with your friends. Uh, comments are always welcome too, even if they're mean ones, but we don't enjoy those. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to tell us that we're dum-dums or Anthony's a psychopath for bringing a, a roly-poly with him to the bubble, then, you know, do, do what you got to do there. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm very aware that I'm eccentric. No feeling, no, no hard feelings. Uh, yeah. So that's it for this week. Um, enjoy the hockey coming up. Uh, that'll give us more to talk about as, as we kind of continue to go through things here. And uh, again, to kind of put a bow on it, I'm, you know, it, it's literally an end of an era here uh, with this podcast. And I'm excited kind of where we're going to go next in what we have coming here in this slight change of direction. I mean, not much going to change in the content of the podcast itself, but maybe a few things here and there. So stay tuned for that. And I hope that you'll be excited for it as much as we are. And yeah. So for Anthony and Chad, we're out of here this week and we will talk to you again soon.